This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 255, Comic Reviews for releases from March 18th. Welcome to Comic Shenanigans. This is episode 255. It's our Comic Reviews episode for March 18th releases. I'm your host, Adam Chapman, and welcome to the show. Uh, this episode is going up a little bit later than originally planned, um, so I'm going to be a little bit extra brief uh, in terms of uh, the comic reviews for this week. Um, so obviously, new comics have already come out, but let's take one last look at releases from March 18th. Uh, first up, we have only Captain America number 5, which continues the story by Rick Remender and Stuart Immonen. Um, it remains just an absolutely gorgeous book. Um, you know, there's, there's actually a lot going on here. Uh, I like the the kind of the flashbacks. I like what Sam Wilson's kind of going through here. Him kind of fighting up against uh, Zemo and get, getting his ass kicked by Zemo, but still persevering no matter what. Him using his unique abilities to be able to uh, distract Zemo and then uh, Nomad still being alive and taking it to Zemo as well. Uh, we have. Um, uh, Sam Wilson then you know communing with Falcon and uh, going trying to go after uh, well both Baytrock and then Baron Blood. Uh, at the very end definitely seems really gruesome for uh, Red Wing. That's the only part of the issue I kind of went oh is that really necessary? Um, I, I like, like Red Wing has become more or less a character in and of itself, so it's just kind of sad to it feels like kind of just shock value. And if it really is the death of Red Wing, then I feel like it feels needless. Uh, and a little cruel for the character, but otherwise, I mean, it's a pretty good read. Um, it's a good action adventure yarn. Um, the art, as I said, by Stuart Eminem looks fantastic. Uh, I'm sad that he'll be leaving this book, but I'm glad that he'll be going on to a book like Star Wars, which is at least high profile, because he is just a fantastic artist who enjoys, to, sorry, who deserves as much exposure and uh, you know everything as possible because he's just that good. I'm going to give it eight and a half out of ten. Uh, next up is All New X-Men 39. Now, I think I've missed a chapter or two of uh, Black Vortex. This is chapter 5. Maybe I haven't, but it's written by Bendis. Uh, artwork by Andrea Sorrentino. Um, I, I like pieces of this quite a lot. At times, the artwork almost felt Jay Lee-ish. Um, you know, having Scott and Jean kind of having a, a bit of a... Um, them kind of meeting with each other again was cool. I didn't think Hala kind of being just kind of uh, brought to fire and ruins was really necessary. Um, I did like how we have kind of the different squads splitting up, however, to kind of move forward um, in the next storyline, or in the next phase of the storyline, I should say. Um, it felt like a little bit more setup, but it also kind of felt like, you know, that calm before the storm. I like the fact that we have kind of three squads kind of breaking off for their own part of the adventure. That part's cool. Um, so, I mean, overall, and the Jay Leish kind of artwork at times really works and at times felt a little stiff. So I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10 overall. But I think uh, it definitely feels better than maybe I was expecting it to be. Uh, next up is Amazing Spider-Man 16.1. I actually really dug this. Um... The artwork uh, is by Carlo Barbieri, or Barbieri, I should say, and it's written by Jerry Conway. Yes, that Jerry Conway. And uh, I guess my only issue is with the art. At times, it, it didn't quite feel like, I don't know, I, I wanted it to look a little bit more old school and a little less kind of 90s-ish with some of the characters. Um, just because Conway's storytelling is still very strong, uh, very, you know, kind of a cool focus on, uh, on the Wraith. On, on her kind of teaming up with uh, Spider-Man, her kind of own, own personal struggles 
Uh, I thought it was actually really cool. Uh, I love gang war storylines, especially when Conway writes them. Um, this was just a lot of fun. I think the art maybe brought it down for me a little bit, but I think still think the story was really solid. Um, and I think the, the Wraith character is really intriguing and interesting, given her position as a police officer, but then also being uh, a vigilante, which is very cool. I'm going to give it an 8.5 out of 10. I think it would have even been stronger if the artwork uh, had been a little bit a little bit more consistent, a little bit less style and more substance, I guess, in terms of the storytelling. There was some stuff that didn't even really make a lot of sense. Uh, this one shot of Wraith kind of, I guess, kind of traveling through the air, I guess, but just the the angle, it made the weird kind of ribbon things that kind of, kind of don't make a lot of sense to be coming out of the costume. They made them look really taut, like almost like she was just like traveling on them. Like it was just a weird, strange visual. Um, so that's an eight and a half out of 10. Next up is Batman Eternal number 50. Um, I really like the artwork here. In fact, I'm surprised that the artwork wasn't by, like, you know, um, Jason Fabok, because at times it almost reminded me of how I felt in the first issue reading it. Uh, it's uh, penciled by Alvaro Martinez. Uh, James Tinney and the fourth did the script. Ray Fox, Kyle Higgins, and Tim Seeley were the consulting writers. And obviously the story was by uh, Scott Snyder and James Tinney and the fourth. Um, I think I probably enjoyed, in some ways, the following issue more, which I'll talk about next week. But um, I did kind of, I did like how Gordon was portrayed. Um, I like how Penguin's kind of getting away. I like how Batman's kind of going after Scarecrow and others using the drones. Uh, um, The fact that Gotham's kind of on fire now is kind of, you know, uh, very much ratcheted up the tension. Batman kind of going and rescuing all of his uh, protégés was cool. And uh, the idea that uh, finally maybe it's the Clue Master who's the real villain here. Although if you've read 51, yes and no. Um, But uh, kind of a cool ending. Um, You know, it just felt like a very strongly written issue. I mean, James Tate in the fourth is a great scripter. We're right near the end. We're nearing the finish line. Uh, You know, two issues after this one. Um, It's really, you know, it's all pulling together. It's getting very cool. Um, The issue 51 is more the exposition issue, kind of explaining things. But this was just a really good kind of wrap up to where the current storyline was. The only thing that bugged me was that we didn't really get to see we saw the aftermath of Bane being, I guess, smashed into by the Batplane, but we didn't really get to see it. And that's the only thing I was like, oh, because the last issue ended on that cliffhanger. Um, so that was a little bit too bad. But I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. It was a strong read. Uh, next up is Batman Superman number 20. Um, I actually really enjoyed this as well. Um, this was actually a lot of fun kind of ending the, you know, the kind of Superman's Joker storyline by Greg Pak and Artie and CF. I've really enjoyed Pack's run on this particular issue uh, series. I liked um, his take on Wonder Woman and Superman, even Batman being involved as well. Uh, kind of seeing how the storyline plays out. RDNCF, excellent artwork. Um, you know, it definitely has some tragic endings, potential endings here. Um, it, it wraps up the story nicely. Um, I actually enjoyed it quite a lot, and it looks like it's only going to be continued in the annual number two, which is, I don't know exactly know when that's coming out, but that should be soon. Um, so I'm going to give that a, a 7 out of 10. It was a solid read, solid artwork. Uh, could have been maybe a little bit better in some areas, but for the most part it was a nice, solid conclusion to the storyline. Uh, next up is Green Lantern New Guardians number 40. So far I've more or less liked most of the stuff that came out this week, except for this. Uh, this just didn't feel good. Um, it's 
I guess, extra pages, but it just felt like more I had to plod through. Um, it's written by Justin Jordan, artwork by uh, Diagene Neves with Roger Antonio. Um, the, the artwork, first of all, wasn't that great. The whole idea of the, of the, the villain here was very nebulous. Uh, the decision that Kyle makes is kind of like, all right, whatever. Like, it, it just felt very blasé, like, oh, well, this is the big ending, but it just didn't feel worth it. It didn't feel earned. It didn't, it didn't entertain. It just left me very indifferent, and by the end of it, I was like, all right, well, thanks. I'm glad that was over. Like, it, it just it really didn't work for me. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 10. Just let's move along. Less said, the better. Uh, next up is Hulk 13. Man, I, I just absolutely love, uh, love, 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 love this book. Uh, it continues to be just really enjoyable and thrilling. Um, you know, it, we're, we're obviously getting up to a really big kind of cliffhanger uh, uh, conclusion at some point. This is written by Jerry Dugan, our work by Mark Bagley. Um, just loving the take on, on Doc Green. Uh, Doc Green trying to, uh, you know, fig- figure out what to do about... Um, you know what he's been trying to do in terms of uh, curing people. He has a, a team up with uh, Deadpool here, which is cool. Um, yeah, this is again it remains very interesting, um, and I, I like how uh, the I guess the leader kind of becomes the green leader at the very end. Uh, he gets he goes from red leader to to regular leader to green leader, which is kind of interesting. And at the very end, we're finally building up to. The next battle between um, Green Hulk, or sorry, Doc Green and Red Hulk. So I'm really kind of, really can't wait to see what happens. Uh, the artwork's great. Every issue, I'm just, this is just a, a great thrill ride. Um, great superhero comics, big and bombastic and fun. Um, I'll be sad when it's over because it's just so much fun to read. And Bright Bagley's a great artist, so he's, it just makes it all the more enjoyable. It's You will not be disappointed uh, if you pick up this book. I mean, if you've been picking up Hulk from you know, its most recent relaunch, I mean, it's been great. Um, if you haven't picked up uh, Indestructible Hulk, there's actually a digital sale today only. Uh, so that's March 27th, a uh, dollar an issue for the entire run. Well, dollar per issue of the entire run uh, on Comixology. So you should take advantage if you're kind of a fan of getting into the Hulk. Um, Indestructible Hulk was a great kind of starting point. Different take, obviously, than from what we would get in Hulk, but it definitely leads in from where Indestructible kind of ended, uh, especially so. So that is, uh, that's Hulk. Uh, that's a nice 8 out of 10. Next up is Loki, Agent of Asgard, which I just recently caught up on. Um, this was confusing but interesting by Al Ewing, artwork by Garbutt. Um, and uh, so this is the, I guess the the story of Loki, um, and about the far future, and there's the present, and uh, we kind of see, you know, how Loki kind of wins, what his winning kind of looks like, um, why he wants to kind of change the past. There's, so it's definitely intertwined with continuity. We're getting a sense of what ev- what eventually makes Loki go evil and why. Um, no, it's, this is well done. Um, it's fun. It's a little confusing at times, but uh, it is a good read, so I'm going to give it a 7. Next up is Moon Knight 13, which remains just a, a really kind of fun, or not fun necessarily, but very interesting and well kind of put together book, regardless of who's working on it, it seems. Cullen Bunn wrote it with artwork by uh, Ron Atkins and uh, Inker Inks by Tom Palmer with Walden Wong and Victor Alazaba and uh, Dan Brown doing the color art. Um, it's called Footprints, and this is one of those issues where, you know, like, Moon Knight is kind of ends up against going up against ghosts, where there are ghosts involved. Um, 
it was it's 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 not complicated, but uh, it's very strong storytelling to seeing how Moon Knight kind of goes about his business. The artwork is gorgeous. Like the storytelling uh, is just looks fantastic. The colors are fantastic. Um, it's just really, really, really cool. Like it looks fantastic. Um, it's one of the best looking books I think on the market these days. Like, and and that's saying something considering that we've had so many different artists and writers writing this. Even though we're at thir- you know issue thirteen, we've had so many different people involved in this book, and yet it remains just a fantastic, fantastically enjoyable read. Uh, and last up is Superman thirty nine, which feels just very been there before. It's by Jeff Johns, with artwork by John Reader Jr. And when I say it feels like it's been done before, it's just the idea of Superman doesn't have powers for a day and he has to go around being human. And it just, it doesn't feel unique. It just feels like more of the same. Like we've had this before or something similar, you know, like it just didn't feel, obviously the, the, the point they're trying to make is Superman is Superman because of his personality and the effect he has on others and his confidence in people and not necessarily his powers. So he like talks down an armed gunman, even though he has no powers um, you know, just because if he believes in people, and I guess what part of what didn't work for me there was that it felt very much like kind of pre New Fifty Two Superman had, would have that kind of calming effect on people, and not necessarily the, the New Fifty Two version of Superman, which I guess we, soon we can't actually call him that now. The New Fifty Two won't exist, but in name at least. But I mean, yeah, and and then the whole idea of him revealing his identity to Jimmy again, it's cool, but it doesn't have the same gravitas that it would if. This was like pre-New 52 version of Superman telling it to Jimmy, who he's been friends with him a lot longer, been through a lot more with together. Like, it just would mean more. This whole issue would mean more and, and feel better and, and feel more accurate and a better portrayal of the character if it was that version of Superman and not the one we have now. It was still good, but, you know, and, and the artwork, it looked a little rushed at times. So I'm going to give it a 6.5 out of 10. But for the most part, pretty good week. Uh, the books I didn't get a chance to look at, there's actually a lot of them. There's uh, Batgirl 40, Batgirl Endgame number 1, Batwoman 40, uh, Earth 2 World's End 24, Infinite Crisis Fight for the Multiverse number 9, Injustice Gods Among Us Year 3 number 12, Kitchen number 5, New 52 Futures End 46, New Red Hood and the Outlaws 40, Sensation Comics featuring Wonder Woman number 8, uh, Strange Sports Stories number 1, Supergirl 40, Teen Titans number 8, Trinity of Sin number 6, Manhattan Project Sunday on the Stars number 1. I meant to read this first and I somehow forgot about it, which is upsetting. Uh, Black Widow number 16, Bucky Burns Winter Soldier number 6, Captain America and Mighty Avengers number 6, Cyclops number 11, Guardians Team Up number 3, Magneto 16, Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble Season 2 number 5, Marvel Universe Guardians of the Galaxy number 2, uh, Princess Leia 2, Punisher 16, Silk number 2, Storm 9, Unbeatable Squirrel Girl number 3, and Wolverines number 11. Uh, looking quickly at some of the highlights coming out on the 25th, which has obviously already passed two days ago, but whatever. Um, some of the, the highlights for the for the 25th include the following books. Uh, a new issue of Aquaman. There's The Adventures of Superman Tree Paperback Volume 3. Um, there's the Batman 66 meets Green Hornet hardcover. Um... There's, uh, let's see what else, new issues of Flash. There's Multiversity Ultra Comics number one. Uh, new 52 Futures N47. Uh, new issues of Secret Origins, Sinestro, uh, Suiciders. And then there's the hardcover of Superman Doomed. Um, and then at IDW, there's Gem and the Holograms number one. Um, 
Uh, it's Marvel. Some of the highlights include the uh, Amazing Spider-Man Epic Collection trade paperback Round Robin, which I'm super pumped for. Having, uh, I think it's Mark Bagley's first work on Spider-Man included in that book. One thing I want to mention, and this is more of a shout-out to our uh, listener, Tom Kerr, and also a friend of the show and at times seldom guest, uh, or infrequent guest, I should say. Um, they actually are doing an, an incredible Hulk uh, epic collection starting soon. I think it's coming out in the summer, the first volume of it, which is going to be Ghost of the Past, which is collecting, I think, issues you know, 390-something to 4-something. Um, so they're going to actually start doing these epic collections for all of the uh, Hulk books, at least up until that point, which is really interesting because they had stopped doing the Peter David Visionaries a while ago, so now this is continuing Peter David's run, so we're actually going to get more Peter David's Hulk stuff that's just never been collected. So you may not need to have those many singles anymore, but you could actually, in theory, some many years down the line, have a, a complete multi-volume set of all of the Hulk comics, at least up until the 90s. And that's still a huge stretch. Like, they even just have 30 years of Hulk comics all, you know, kind of collected in these epic collections. is an awesome, awesome thing. And I think I might actually end up uh, biting in on that myself, because I, I like the idea of the epic collections. Though, so far, the only ones I've been collecting have been Spider-Man, but I keep getting tempted by some of the other ones. Um, also, coming out this uh, on the eight, uh, sorry, 25th, include uh, new issues of Deathlock, Elektra, I think it's the last issue of Electra, but it could be wrong. Uh, new chapters of Black Vortex, and I think there's three chapters coming out in Nova, Guardians, and Legendary Star-Lord. That's a lot. Uh, there's a new issue of Thanos vs. Hulk. Um, Paperback-wise, there's a ton of good ones. There's Hawkeye the Avenging Archer, which has the recent ongoing uh, Hawkeye and Mockingbird series all collected, as well as the uh, first trip, sorry, the Hulk Volume 2 trip paperback, which is called uh, Omega Hulk Book 1. Uh, there's an Iron Fist trade paperback from some of his miniseries in the 90s and 2000s called Return of Kunlun, uh, as well as there being a new uh, complete collection of Runaways, Volume 3, Secret Avengers, Volume 2, Labyrinth, and She-Hulk, Volume 2, uh, Disorderly Conduct, as well as Wolverine Origin 2 trade paperback, which I actually don't recommend, as well as the Uncanny X-Men hardcover, Volume 5, Omega Mutant. Um, and that is everything, or some of the highlights coming out uh, on the 25th of March. So thank you for joining us for this episode. Sorry I was late. Um, as an extra bonus, this episode is actually going out basically at the same time as episode 256, which is actually our interview with Tom DeFalco, which I'm really excited to present because that's uh, that was a lot of fun to work on and an amazing opportunity. Uh, I'm really glad I got the chance to sit down and talk to him. Well, talk to him over Skype anyway. Uh, future episodes, we're going to at some point... Um, in the next few weeks, have an episode with uh, me interviewing Chris Claremont. So if you have any particular questions you'd like to send to me to ask him, you can send them to comicshenanigans at gmail.com. I'm also going to be interviewing Fabian Nicieza, and I uh, can find out for once and for all how exactly I pronounce his name. That'll be next Thursday. So if you have any questions you want to position, um, kind of put in the hat to ask uh, Fabian Nicieza, make sure to uh, email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. And uh, we're working on something with Peter David as well. So we have some good good interviews coming up, hopefully. Um, so you can email us at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Rate and review us on iTunes. Subscribe to us on iTunes. And um, also post in our HTML thread when that goes up as well. So thank you for joining us, and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.